the more we can loosen our stranglehold on these beliefs and biases, because they usually are biases, um, our mind opens, our heart opens, we have room to let more in, uh, we're more enjoyable to be with, and we grow. I don't buy the idea that, you know, the society the way it is right now, it has to be this way. Welcome to Rewrite the Rules with your host, Alex Starr. So many of us choose our path out of fear disguised as practicality. It's time to live life on your own terms. What do you really want? What is up, everybody? And welcome to a fresh episode, a fresh season, fresh everything of Rewrite the Rules. And I'm Alex Starr, and I appreciate you tuning in. Whatever it is you're doing right now, driving in the car, some of you, walking the dog, maybe working out. Either way, I can't tell you how much I appreciate you tuning in to the sound of my voice and the sound of my guests uh, as we show you how easy it is to live life on your own terms. And that is the reason I started this over three years ago was because I saw so many people that were doing it um, when I was firefighting. And so the first episode was recorded down at a casita on the border of Mexico. And now here we are over three years later in Austin, Texas, in the new studio and uh, everyone who's been along for the ride and is just joining now, welcome. And uh, we're having um, a great time. And I hope that you guys get a lot out of these episodes coming up. That was the best I could do with like a pump up 30 seconds or something. I got some notes here and I've done this like 10 times. So I'm just going to post this one, whatever happens. Um, so anyway, we got a lot of stuff coming up about how to live life on your own terms with your relationships with your money and your career, your job. That's a huge one. So I'm going to have a lot of entrepreneurs on to show you how to do that. And then, of course, your lifestyle, right? And your mindset and things like that. These all come together to creating the life that you want and taking action towards it. So along with that theme, I have a guest today that from his bio would sound like he should be on a investment podcast because his name is Joe Deitch. And he is the founder and chairman of Commonwealth Financial Network that has assets under management of over $150 billion with a B. Um, Joe is also the Broadway producer and he's won a Tony Award. And he's also the author of the book Elevate that we talk a lot about today. He is by far one of the most interesting guys I've ever had the pleasure of talking to. Um, he is not what you would expect when you think of someone who is the chairman of Commonwealth Financial Network. And um, I cannot wait for you guys to listen to this because his mindset and his outlook on life um, with everything that he's been through um, with his personal life um, and then building what he built and the type of guy that I got to see that he was. Um, you know, when we finished this podcast in the presidential suite of the Hilton that he was giving to a family in his company, by the way, because he was like, oh, I don't need this whole thing. I'm going to find someone, you know, that's here at the convention, you know, because they had the hotel, the whole hotel was rented out for his company and their convention. And he was going downstairs to find a family that wanted to take his presidential suite because he didn't need the whole thing to himself. And the way that he interacted with all of his employees, the way that they treated him, um, the guy is super genuine and extremely fascinating. And this is one of the most proud I've been for a podcast episode because I know how much you guys are going to get out of listening to the way um, that Joe thinks. So anyway, I love you all for listening. I appreciate it. 
Uh, please find me if you have your phone right now, which of course you do because we all do because we're all fucking addicted. Um, find me on Instagram, uh, even though that's really ironic that I just said that. But find me on Instagram because that's why I do most of my posting. Alex H. Star with two R's. Um, I got a lot of cool like seven day challenges coming up. Um, of course, launching my Rewrite the Rules program. Um, taking on clients for that, which has been really, really fun. Um, so yeah, find me on that and we can connect. Love y'all for listening. I'm going to shut up now and enjoy this fresh episode with Joe. They have so much talent. That's like this very, it's like an exhibition, you know, like they have so much talent that they, the whole world can see. We should just give up because we cannot compete with these people. <laughs> I mean, really, like you can't, you can't. In some ways, you just can't. Yeah. Right. You just got to accept like, all right, well, what's like, what am I good at? Oh, I can eat a lot of, I can eat a lot of donuts. I can be you know? funny once or twice a day. Yeah. 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 Right. I know. Um, well, cool. So. I had going through your book and like looking at your, you know, some of your history and stuff. The biggest thing that popped up to me that I was really curious about is that you have, you started off like surfing when you were younger and like you went to the the Virgin Islands and like you talk a lot about Eastern uh, traditions and meditation and Tai Chi and all this stuff. And then as I was reading your book and stuff, I was contrasting that with Joe the CEO of a financial institution, like a financial company. And so I was really curious about like that contrast and like how you, like, why did you choose finance when there seems like there's so many other like avenues that there's, there's no contrast. There's, There's no conflict. It's, we go through life, all of us, we try to learn, we try to be happy and there's just different paths. So whether it's Tai Chi or business or finding the perfect mate or making donuts or playing guitar, you know, whatever path you choose, all we want to do, all of us, is get better, um, you know, explore our potential, learn to connect, become more aware. And you can do that in any way. In any way. And so how do you... I guess from the outside, when I think of finance, I think there's a, and maybe it's just me, but there's like a stigma that it's like a very, you know, rigid industry, you know, and numbers, you know, and suit and ties, you know, and we're looking at the stock market. And so like when you see that, you instead see like, here's a possibility for me to do it the best I can. It's, It's just a puzzle. Yeah. Whether you want to understand investments or learn how to play guitar or be an architect or um, stand-up comedy, you know, whatever it is, it's just something to learn. And in the learning of that, we tend to learn about ourselves. Mm. And one of my great lessons in the book and research in the book is there are fundamental skills that apply to pretty much anything we do. And it's exciting in our... You know, in, I, I will learn things in paddle boarding and I'll go, oh my God, this is great. And oh, this is applicable to business. Yeah. This is applicable to relationships or, or something I'll, I'll learn in business I can apply elsewhere. It's, it's, we're, we're human, the game, the game is being a human being. Yeah. 
Yeah. No, it's very true. It's like um, working out does that a lot, right? Like you do, you do a marathon or I used triathlons? to do. I used to do triathlons. Okay. Yeah. Cool. And you know, stuff with physical with the physical body. That's one of the most blatantly obvious things where it's like when you train your physical body, you get up all of a sudden the rest of your life starts to get immensely better, even though you're yes. not doing anything like well, about you, your you, budget, you, you know, when your body is healthy, you have more energy. Yeah. yeah. And like, just like training yourself to like, when you're running to go that extra minute when you don't want to, I, I was just talking to a buddy in the gym and, uh, we were ragging on each other a little bit. And, uh, he said to me, uh, motion is lotion. Uh, <laughs> what? what what he meant was uh, he had he had gotten away from doing his yoga and Pilates and workouts for a couple yeah. of years, and he was just down the gym. He says and getting back in shape. And he was just talking about we need to move our bodies. Yeah, and he was talking about that you know move, when our bodies get more fluid, it's like a lubricant for a lubricant for our bodies, for our minds, for our souls. For yeah. everything. so that's what motion is lotion. Motion is yeah. Lotion. I know you, you could go other a lot of different ways we could go with that. Yeah. <laughs> It's okay. This is this is an explicit podcast. <laughs> so, what do you do right now? Do people actually listen to this? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I get a few. I get like I get like two thousand downloads a month. Great. Yeah. Great. Um, what do you do right now for exercise? Because I see you got your running shoes on right now with the no no no. The these coat. are my Allbirds. Do you oh, not know Allbirds? I've yeah. seen those. Yeah, but can, yeah. don't you run on those? Uh, you can run on these. Yeah. yeah, I went down to the river yesterday morning, and I go, "Ooh, I want to come back here and run along the river." Mm-hmm. So basically, yeah, that trail is nice. Yeah, I like to run, bike, swim, paddleboard, kayak, um, tennis, yoga, anything. Is there anything? Yeah. yeah, cool. I, um, I wish I could play football again. Growing up as a kid, I loved football more than anything. Playing and, it? Yeah, yeah, just passionately loved it <laughs> like if i had the ball no one's gonna tackle me and if someone else had the ball i will get him yeah <laughs> how'd that work out uh fine i was i was a teenager yeah we had a blast yeah yeah yeah. You know, now it's like oh my knees yeah oh, my back that hurt yeah yeah huh <laughs> I'll, you know I'll, I'll watch the nfl an nfl game and i'll watch someone get tackled i <laughs> if I ever, if anyone ever tackled me that hard today, right? It's like I've been in the hospital. I know. I don't know how people aren't getting stretchered out every play when I watch an NFL. Yeah, I well, just don't get it. This is the the best of the best of the best, and they train for it. And I know. I just like sometimes I see those hits and they just pop right back up. I was like, I would be dead for sure. Well, actually, <laughs> and if you, if you read Tom Brady's book. Uh, he puts a lot of focus into his yoga and his stretching, stretching mm. and flexibility, and he credits that with not sustaining injuries. Mm. And, and actually, as I listen to my words, it's the same thing in life. It's the the more flexible you are uh, emotionally, uh, if if you're rigid, you know, physically or emotionally or or intellectually, you you know, you just it's brittle. It's, it's it's not a good thing. But if 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 you're flexible, the you can entertain change. You can move with the times. You can step back and say, "What's going on?" and "How do I adjust to it?" Do you have an example of a time where you were the flexibility? I have a lot of examples <laughs> when I was rigid. <laughs> <laughs> okay, give it. What's one of those? Well, my 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 favorite one is so my my late wife was a uh, was a psychologist and and uh, we'd sometimes get into some spirited discussions. Okay, there were arguments. And uh, she'd say something which was terribly unfair. 
And I would say, yeah, but you do this. And anyways, but there's this thing that she would say to me. She'd say, Joe, don't focus on me. You know, you know, work on your own shit. And, uh, and literally 15 years into that, I realized, oh my God, she's right. And what I realized was, we can't fix somebody else. I mean, we can tell them why they were, you know, why they're lacking in some area, but that doesn't do much, nor does it make them like us. But we can work on ourselves. Uh, we can explore what our biases and beliefs are. Where are we rigid? Um, why are we rigid? Uh, you know, the, the, you know our our things that we are, you know our our beliefs that we hold on to so strongly. Is it just an accident to birth? Uh, you know, whether it's political affiliation or religion or, or or whatever else. And the more we can loosen our stranglehold on these beliefs and biases, because they usually are biases. Um, our mind opens, our heart opens. We have room to let more in. Uh, we're more enjoyable to be with. And we grow. Yeah. Yeah, isn't that true? That reminds me of a quote that you had in there of letting go and letting in. Yes. That that was I think that one is tremendously beautiful. Really do. I think that's a good mantra to just like carry with you. And it's so funny. There um I was I was had an interview earlier and someone was trying to identify the the one or two things that you know the one or two lessons that people get from the book or you know and it just varies wherever we are mm. in the journey we'll hear something mm. and it'll be like oh and i mean for me one <clears throat> one of my huge ones is just realizing that my perception of reality is literally my perception it is not everyone's reality and that that realization, and now I'm going to have some water. <clears throat> that realization allows us to sort of say, "Hey, wait a second! I don't have to be. I don't have to hold on to this this viewpoint. It's just a viewpoint, you know." Uh, <clears throat> And when I tell other people my viewpoints, I'm not learning anything in that exchange. But if I say to someone else, hey, I'm really curious, you know, you have a different back, you know, I'm a guy, you're a woman, I grew up in New England, you're from Arizona or Asia or whatever. Um, you know, I, I, I'm in business, you're in the arts. How do you look at these things? Right. And just asking those questions, first of all, it validates them and, and, and makes them want to share with you. But when we do that, we learn so much. It's, it's just, I have so much fun doing that. I have so much fun finding people who have polar opposite views to me, um, whether it's, you know, what they think of the current president, uh, whether they're pro-life or pro-choice. And I don't need to hear my opinion. I want to hear their opinion. Uh, why do you feel that way? You know, I, I thought Obama was so elegant and so well-spoken, and yet millions of people hated him. Mm-hmm. Um, and yes, I think they're wrong to hate him. Maybe they don't agree with his policies. But but for me, I want to go, why do you hate him? Um, in, in the run-up to this last uh, presidential election, um, you know, Donald Trump, he's clearly divisive. And uh, I thought Hillary was by far the most um, qualified person. 
And, um, but I love it when people didn't want her. They wanted someone, you know, when, they, when they wanted Donald to go, well, how come? And my God, I learned so much. And I would not have learned anything if it was like, now you're an idiot. You should vote for Hillary. You mm-hmm. should vote for Bernie. You should vote, you know, what's wrong with you people? You don't learn anything that way. It's so true. And it's, it's the best way to break down barriers between people too. Yeah. Because when you just, you just throw your opinion, but it's like behind this wall and then the other person does the same thing. Yeah. You know, it's you're playing just playing tennis. You're, you're playing you're tennis. back and forth. Exactly. Yeah. Just volleying these, like these hits back at each other that you literally aren't making any progress at all. Um, what do you, um, you know, you're, you're talking a lot about like those, those, those biases we have and the programming that we all get, which that type of thing fascinates me as well. You know, like how we cling so tightly to these things that we can just like open our palms and they vanish. Where do you, or why do you think that, you know, all of us as humans, why do we cling so tight? Well, we, we need to navigate life. We need to cross the street. We need to have guidelines that you, you know, green is go and red you stop and yellow means red's coming soon. We, we need to have these things. Um, so, and, and, and growing up, you know, the, the adults, the giants, because we're, we're little kids, they're telling us, oh, this is how the world works. These are the good people. Those are the bad people. Uh, this, you know, the, these, this is our tribe. These are our people. Uh, human beings are very tribal and you're either in the tribe or you're, you know, or you're, or you're outside. And if you're outside, no, you, those aren't good people. And, um, and interestingly, if you hung out with those bad people over there, you'd find out that they look at your group as, oh no, those aren't, those people aren't good. And it, we just get into that mode and then if we're lucky, one day it explodes. It you know, the the, the veils part and we and and you know the, the mirror breaks because it's it's a mirror. We're just looking at ourselves the whole time. And then one day we just realize, oh my God, I do have these biases and a lot of my beliefs are kind of unfounded. Um and when that happens, it is glorious because if you allow yourself, you can go, oh, what else, What am I missing? Mm-hmm. And then the world, it, it doesn't open 10% more. It opens up a thousand percent more, a million percent more. It's, I mean, existence is infinite. Right. Uh, but, you know, infinite number of choices is kind of hard to hold on to. So right. We, we do like something manageable. Right. Have you ever done psychedelics? Um, pretty much everyone you could ever, uh, imagine. Yeah. Yeah. Cause the way you're talking is Was that in the book. <laughs> <laughs> no, just the way you're talking, like you've either have done them or you are on the exact same wavelength, you know, as somebody who has. So I, 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 I grew up in the sixties Yeah, and it was drug, sex and rock and roll. Yeah. And, but psychedelics are not that different from, you know, Eastern religion or Sufi dancing or anything like that. We, we, we need to, you know, talking, everything I was saying before, which somehow led you to think of psychedelics because you're here in Austin. Uh, that's, that's all Eastern stuff mm-hmm. too. And, and, and we call it Eastern stuff. No, it, this is just, 
it's the human experience. And sometimes there can be something, and it, it might be a drug, it, it, it might be the death of somebody, mm. it might be just someone taps you in the head at the right time. But all of a sudden, one day, you, you kind of wake up, or you wake up a little bit. Mm-hmm. And then something else happens, and you wake up a little bit more. And then you realize, oh, I have a lot of waking up to do. Yeah, right. Uh, uh, you know, many of my, some of my lessons came from uh, drugs. Many came from experience. Um, m- many of them came from someone saying to, something to me at a time when I needed it and I could hear it. Most of them probably came from my literally saying, I want to learn more. Mm. I, I want to be open. Um, the hard one, well, you know, there's opening up intellectually, uh, and then there's opening up emotionally. Because um, as guys, yeah, I was going to uh, say that that just made me shudder. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, I mean, women tend to do this so much more naturally than we do. We come about it differently, um, and we can say, "Hey, I'm tough. Um, you know, I can take pain, but <laughs> but emotional pain, mm-hmm. you know, being." Well, we can go. Yeah, I can take emotional pain. I can, I can, I can tough it out. But can you be vulnerable? Oh, what do you mean by vulnerable? <laughs> like well, maybe not. Yeah. So, uh, but um, and those areas where we uh, fear to tread, um, usually that's where uh, growth awaits. Yeah. You have something in your life right now that you're kind of fearing to tread. That you're. I'm perfect. <laughs> um yeah it's it's like um I, I get a kick out of just watching my thoughts and sometimes i'll i'll be thinking about a situation that bothers me and i'll think well i should chat with this person and uh, and i'll think well i don't want to talk to them and the second i say to myself i don't want to do something i go "Ooh, how come and or i should you know I don't, I don't want to tell this person that they offended me, mm. that I was hurt. Um, and w- whenever there's anything I don't want to do, I'm kind of in the habit of saying, what's going on behind the scenes? Now, behind this, if, if you just go one level down, if you just go, you know, because I don't want to. It's unpleasant. I don't like this person. No, it's like there's, I can spend my time more wisely. But... If, if I peel back more of the veils, well, why don't I like this person? Uh, why does, does that person rub me the wrong way? Um, why? Well, why? Yeah. You know, is, is he or she doing, doing it to me? Are they pressing my buttons? Or, my, or, this is something someone once said to me, or am I putting my button on their finger? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And that, when I heard that, it was like, whoa. Mm. <laughs> that was deep, man. <laughs> yeah, really. Yeah. Um, yeah, we are utterly fascinating creatures. Mm. And if we can let go of this, our preconceived notions and start to look beneath our surface, where, where did these thoughts come from? Where did these beliefs come from? And just watch. A, a lot of meditation is, I mean, it's there's a type of meditation. It's called... Um, uh, choiceless awareness or just just watching not to come to conclusions not to say i'm a good watcher or a bad watcher literally there is no observed there is no observer there's just the watching and um it's extraordinary yeah it really is it's one of those things too that's ineffable you know it's hard to describe 
until you experience it. Yeah. You know, same as like um, Satori, you know, like yeah. that, that Japanese word for enlightenment where it's like those glimpses that you get walking around and maybe seeing like a bird or a child or something or a sunset. Yeah. And you get like that feeling for like a fleeting moment, you know. So you- I used to have this notion in my head that when you achieved enlightenment, you were there. And you just stayed there? And you stayed there. That's a, th- that's a common trend with everything in life, isn't it? You think that yeah. like, yeah, go on. So, so we have so much ingrained programming that I, I think you touch on, you, you, know, you get that glimpse, you have that moment. Um, it, it could be, you know, when, when, the, when the temperature is right and you're lying outside on the beach, on the grass or whatever, and you're just letting go of everything and the sun's hitting you and it's exquisite. I mean, it's, it's perfect, and you're there. You're there in mind, body, and spirit, and you go, and you just get it. And then 10 minutes later, someone comes over and says, hey, listen, we gotta get this report done, and blah, 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 and, and you're lost it. Yeah, I know. <laughs> but, but getting the glimpse of it, and know that it, know, knowing that it exists, and then saying, how did I get there? Mm. Can I get back there? And you get back there a second time. So if we start saying, I want to visit that place, that plane, that, you know, that attitude more and start doing it more, um, we start doing it more. Yeah. Versus if we're not even thinking about it, then yeah, whatever. True. Yeah. I guess it's kind of like if you climb to a mountain and you see the view and then you think, well, I'd like to go climb another mountain and see that beautiful view too. You know, you can't or, stay at the top the entire time, though. Or, or, or another analogy that, that I've experienced is you think this is the mountain, but as you're getting up the mountain and you're gaining altitude and, and, and you're, you have more perspective, you can see farther, you realize not just that there's another mountain, there's higher mountains. Yeah. And then you realize the, the height is endless. So once we know we're never going to get to the top of the mountain, that's good. That's okay. We can just sort of say, I'm going to enjoy the climb mm-hmm. because, you know, let's say whatever, you know, we, you want to become a better guitar player, speaker, lover, business person, whatever, you're never going to be perfect. So just whatever level you're at, enjoy that, that progress. Yeah. That's the hardest part, isn't it? You know, and it all like, have you read, um, Victor Frankl's Man's Search for Meaning? I've read parts of it. Yeah. Okay. Like yeah, I've talked about this before on my podcast, amazing. but yeah, it's incredible. Yeah. Um, but his main tenet is the process is the goal. Yeah. You know, and that, that, that's such a powerful statement. And it's that thing where that you hear and you're like, yeah, 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 for sure. Of course. I know that. And once again, like I intellectually understand yeah. that. Right. So you're learning a shitload from these, doing these podcasts. Oh yeah. 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 Good that's what's one of the best things. Yeah, I just yeah. get to meet these fascinating so people. So I was literally thinking about this this morning. Um, as I'm, uh, part of my mind is, is saying, I shouldn't have said shitload. But um, it's not very uh, erudite or uh, elevated. So Good, you're on the right podcast. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I was thinking about the expression, um, you know, stop and smell the roses. So much of, of what we learn has been learned millennium ago by previous generations they've passed this knowledge on to us and it's really just for us to sort of you know uh, you know read it learn it consider it but smelling the roses is literally enjoying the journey Mm -hmm. because we go yeah yeah I, i know that well okay do you do it 
Yeah, when I see a rose. No, the rose is just a metaphor for everything. Are you appreciate when you meet someone? Are you actually present? Or are you thinking, oh, I gotta talk to this next person, I gotta do this, I have to be here in 10 minutes. Are you present? Are you smelling are you are you smelling the roses? Mm-hmm. What's the best way that you get yourself in that mind frame? Like when you go down right now to this conference, everyone's trying to talk to you, do all these things. How do you maintain your your presence? Um, the easiest way to do it is literally to take a breath. Um, and, and this is something that's mentioned in pretty, pretty much every spiritual tr- tradition. It's mentioned in yoga. It's mentioned in karate. It's mentioned in acting classes. Snipers have to, have to pay attention to their breath. Right, yeah. But taking a breath literally unites the mind and body. It slows down, you know, your, the craziness. It brings you to the present. Take two breaths and, and you're kind of there. But it's also a reminder that I want to be here. I want to, you know, I want to, I want to, if, if, if my mindset is I want to do these things so that I can finally enjoy life when I get to there, you're never going to enjoy life. You can enjoy life right now. Yeah. Yeah. That, that's powerful, isn't it? It's once again, one of those things I feel like almost everyone hears that and thinks, of course, you should enjoy your life right now. And yet, so many of us have a hard time doing that. Yeah, and it's not an on-off switch. It's it's just something we practice. Yeah. And it's okay that we're at whatever level we're at. And, you know, it's, it's about intent. If we want to get better at that, we just sort of say, I'd like to get better at this. Yeah. And, and then we ask a question. What could we do to get better at this? We could take a breath. Okay, today on three occasions, that'll be my goal, I will... When I run into someone, I will take a breath, I'll slow down, and I'll be present. I'll do that three times today. I'm, I'm just making all this stuff up. Yeah, so sounds good. W- whatever it is that's difficult for you, say, okay, when I get to that thing that's difficult for me, I'll take a breath or two or three breaths. Um, smiling is something else that gets integrated into the mind and body. Uh, it's hard to, you know... Be unhappy when you're sincerely smiling. Yeah. Another thing is, um, everyone um, from the um, from the movie Rocky, Rocky One, when he runs, he's running around Philadelphia. He runs to the top of the uh, Museum of Fine Arts, and he strikes that pose, yeah, the triumphant pose. Yeah. Literally, if you stand up, because your your energy is different when you're standing up versus sitting down. If you stand up and then raise your arms and smile, and say the word yes, exuberantly. Stand up, arms raised, yes. If you do that, I guarantee you a thousand percent, you will feel more energized. Yeah, right. So anytime during the day, if you want to be more energized, if you want to be happier, you know, you can do this behind closed doors. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, see? I mean, you're, you're, you're laughing. You're envisioning yourself doing it. I was envisioning you do that like before. I was envisioning you doing that here like this morning with these windows. Yeah. But there's all these things and you don't have to know all the answers. You, you know, you can just go on the internet and say, hey, what if I want to be happier? What do I do? Right. You can ask any question of the internet. Right. There are people who are experts on this. You can ask them. It's, it's easy to find the, 
the answers if you ask. Yeah, very true. A buddy of mine started um, a Cuban travel company and I had him on the podcast and I said, so when you started off, like, how did you figure it all out? And he looks at me and he's like, honestly, man, I went to Google and I typed in how to start a business. Yeah. And I found like the top page and I followed those steps. I was like, you're kidding me. That's what you did? He's like, yeah, that's literally, I just followed the steps they said. So uh, in, in my book, I list 10 what I call universal skills, um, skills that are fundamental to anything we want to do, whether it's you know sports or business or interpersonal relationships or your, or your own trajectory, wherever. Um, and the first one, the first one of those 10s is ask. Yeah. Uh, we can, oh, that's my phone. Let me turn the sound off. We can find the answer to literally any question by asking. It's, it's like being on that TV show, was uh, Who Wants to Be a Millionaire? Mm. And imagine competing on that show and having your, having your computer in front of you and being allowed to Google and search anything. And imagine having an infinite number of lifelines. Because that's our situation in life. We can ask ourselves whatever questions we want. And the reason I say ask ourselves is because some answers, we need to pay attention to our intuitive response. If you just say, if there's something you're not sure if you should do it, and you say to yourself, should I do it or not? Mm-hmm. And I'll say to someone, what, what, is your, what does your intuition say? And the more we pay attention, to, the better we get to sort of um, distinguish between our intuition and our fear and greed. Sometimes we don't want to do something because we're fearful, but mm. you say, what's your intuition say? You don't have to do it, but what's your gut say? Yeah. Um, and you can go online and ask the questions, and you can ask other people. If you were on that show and you had an infinite number of lifelines and you could, you could search anything on the internet, of course you'd win. That's the first of two amazing things. So number one, you can find the answer to essentially anything by asking. Number two, most people won't do it. So I'm, I'm telling you and I'm telling your listeners, whatever it is that you want in life and any aspect of life, by asking questions, and you don't, you're not lim- limited to one question. I mean, if you s- sort of ask someone, they say, well, heck, I, I don't know. No, you will ask somebody else. So you ask more questions. But by asking questions, you'll, it, it's the... It's a magic trick. You can get you can get whatever you want. Most people won't do it. Like, do you have a a tangible example of that? Like, where someone has asked you a question, or you've asked somebody that like expanded things tremendously? Yeah, totally. I mean, is I, I would almost say you you know give me a realm. Yeah. Um, here's a fun. I, I do this in seminars sometimes. I'll take someone. I'll find someone in the group who plays tennis at an intermediate level. And I will say to that person, okay, for you to get better, what would you have to do? And they'll give me a couple of answers. I go, anything else? Anything else? Weirdly, people give me between three and five answers. Then I'll say to the other people in the group, um, hey, what else could this person do? And they'll, you know, um, you know, uh, flexibility training, strength training, aerobic training, uh, you know, get a coach. The, 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 the list goes on. And then I'll say, okay, hey, that's great. Um, what can we, what sticks and carrots can we build into this to make sure that, you know, John or Sue or whomever will actually do it? 
you know, and now, you know, and what can we build in that'll make it fun, that'll make it affordable? 20 minutes into it by asking a few questions of a few people, we will have a plan that will get this person to be a much better tennis player uh, at a reasonable expense. It'll be an enjoyable process and we'll have some sticks and carrots to keep it interesting and to make sure that they, they stay on, on plan. Right. And I will show that, and people go, yeah, that was cool. Will they do it? And the same thing applies to relationships. Um, if, you know, if, uh, you mentioned you have a girlfriend. Sorry, listeners, he's taken. <laughs> uh, so, but if you want to have a better relationship with your, I could say to you, you know, off air, of course. Uh, hey, Alex, what could you do that, to make it better? And I could think of a lot of answers to that. Yeah, yeah. but then, not trying to fix her, like you mentioned. Yeah, yeah, I do that a lot. And yeah. then I could go to your friends. I could say, "Hey, you know, Alex, you know his girlfriend. What could he do if he if he really wanted to make the relationship better?" And then we could say, "Well, hey, here's some things, but you're not doing these things. We're just going to keep asking questions." Right. Um, it's kind of interesting. You say you want a better relationship. Hopefully, your girlfriend's not listening to this. Um, you say you want a better relationship. We've come up with a list of a dozen things that will make it better. Uh, it, it, see, it looks that you'll do six of them, but these are the six you're not going to do. How come? Isn't that interesting? Mm. What's going on behind the scenes? Not that you have to do these because right. you, know, you do get to lead your own life. Right. Um, but this whole process is literally just asking questions. And whether it's sports, relationships, businesses, um, Asking questions is an all-purpose formula for success. Yeah, that's incredible. And then I think a lot of times what holds those like extra six are the ones that you really you don't want to do. Yeah. Those are the ones that that's when it's you're scared of something. Yeah, beautiful. And then what right. am I scared of? Why am I scared of yeah. it? Yeah. Um, one of my favorite questions, and this is for couples, as you're starting to get into a disagreement, uh, instead of saying, you know, no, 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 this is why, blah, blah, blah. Say to the other person, hey, listen, you know, you, your life experiences are different than mine. You're a man or a woman or, you know, whatever. You see life differently. What am I missing? Help me out here. What am I missing? I'd, I'd love to know. And it's not so much the words, it's the sincerity. Because if you truly want to know, it's, it's just incredible. And They'll open up if 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 you're sincere. If you're not just trying to trick them, so you can you know do do that thing that you do. Yeah, yeah. Um, they'll open up, and their opening up and being vulnerable makes it easier for you to be vulnerable, and it's it's incredible. Yeah, and it becomes a much like a, a two way street. Yeah. So anyways, that's asking questions. Yeah. Will Will your listeners do this? Will they run with the ball? Will they apply it to every area of their lives? Yes. No. <laughs> or maybe they'll do it for a day or two. But that's okay because they can go, hey, that's really weird because this, this technique helps me get what I want. I'm not doing And that's when our awareness increases. And that's always good. Yeah. And then you could lead down the, the, the pipeline of why do I, if I know that these are the steps to get to where I want and it's working and yet I'm still not, I'm choosing not to do it. Yeah. Why am I choosing not to do it? Yeah, it's really cool. Usually that, then you start getting in this loop, right? Because you start to realize, oh shit, I do this with money all the time, for example, yeah. talking to the CEO of a 
financial company, but I do this with money all the time. I realize I'm spending money on a bunch of crap. I'm not taking the time to do my budget and things I know I could do to make my finances healthier. Yeah. And I don't do it because I'm scared of like having that money. Oh, interesting. You know, so you know so, what you're scared of. Yeah, I know what I'm scared of. I know why I'm not doing it. You know, it's like, why, why am I not doing this? I know that this could make it better. And I thought about it and I'm like, I'm scared to have that money because then like I'd have to do all these things that I'm using money as an excuse not to do, if that oh, makes it, sense. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's so funny because some people want success too much. Some people are afraid of success. Um, some people want love. Some people are afraid of love. It's, yeah. It, it, there's no right or wrong answer. It's just yeah. who we are, where we are. Um, you know, as I said to my son, I said, look, um, I get to make my decision. I get to lead my life the way I wanted to in terms of your career and what you're going to do, who you're going to marry, what, you know, this is your life. You do what you, I just want you to be happy. Yeah. That's, that's, that's what I care about for you. I want you to be happy. If I can be helpful, I want to be helpful, but you get to make these choices. So, you know, and you, Alex, you know, with money, I'm not going to tell you what you should do. If you told me what you're trying to achieve, I could say to you, hey, I think this would be more effective or efficient, but it's all keying into what it is that you want. Right. Yeah. You have to figure, you've, you've really got to ask yourself a million times over and then you got to make sure that it's coming from the right place, like you were saying, it's an, and that it's from an, in, from an intuitive location well, instead of fear-based. Then you don't let like your fear like kind of like, creep into what you thought your intuition was. It's going to creep you in. Know? And it like, you know, fear and greed, it, it creeps in. It's, yeah. We're, we're human beings. Yeah. Um, so one of my little mantras is, it's not a mantra, um, you know, sort of sayings is, I will do something when my head and heart agree. Um, if I'm not sure what I should do, I'll just keep trying to figure it out some more. But if, <clears throat> if my head says yes and my gut says no, I don't know which one's right. I know, I know that I need to do some more exploring. And usually what happens is, you know, we, we tend to look at life as in sort of a binary thing. You know, is this a, is this a go or a no-go? Mm-hmm. Uh, but if, if something's not, you know, if something's off, maybe there's things we're not seeing. So we just need more information, we need experience, we need to talk to some more people, we're missing something. And that's why when we feel conflicted, there's a reason we feel conflicted, and that's okay, but let's go find out what's going on behind the scenes. Yeah, right. Yeah, I think writing, do you, do you write a lot of stuff down? Like when you're going through this thought process in your head you were talking about earlier, are you just literally thinking that, or are you writing some of these things down of like, well, why do I think that? So, you know what's so funny? So when I was writing the book, it was the the book was almost a filing system for me. Yeah. So when I would have an aha moment, I'd go, "Oh, good, that's incredible! I'm going to write it down, and I know where I'm going to write. I'm going to put it in this in this chapter here." And and uh, so now that you know that I finished the book, um, you know, it's funny. Uh, I've not thought about this. Um, the, the the book for me is sort of a filing system mm. um, for life. And so when I when when there is a new insight. I think mentally I th- that file system uh, is in my brain and I just kind of kind of add it to there. Okay, got it. Yeah, that, that helps a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Um, something I wanted to touch on because it, it, it's really uh, pertinent to the listeners to like 
the demographic that that I'm in, like the millennials. What is your demographic? Are we are millennials? Yeah, I would say like the majority you're, of my okay, listeners are. I would I'll say just tell them twenty five to thirty five. You're right about everything. We're <laughs> wrong about everything. <laughs> How did you know? Because <laughs> um, when I was that, <laughs> yeah, I, I wonder about that too all the time. I wonder, like, you know, how much of it is just you being, you know, in your twenties and thinking, like, no, 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 the old way needs to get out so, of here. Um, so you read the book, and you might remember the um, uh, the study was done by Dr. Jerry Bell in, in North Carolina, and uh, he went to sixteen year olds, and it was a huge sampling. I mean, huge sampling, went to them and said, on a scale of one to 10, how well do you think you know yourself? And the answers tend to be in the eight or nine. Then he went to a large sampling of 40-year-olds and said to them, think back to when you were 16. Knowing what you know now, how well did you know yourself when you're, you know, how aware were you when you were 16? And most of the answers were like, you know, four on a scale of one to 10. And they go, okay, but you know, you've now you've lived forty years. You know, you got kids. You this. You know, you've been working. Um, how well do you think you know yourself now? And most people say, yeah, kind of, you know, eight, nine. Then he went to seventy-year-olds, and um, he said, sixteen. How well did? And they go, I don't know, like one, two. <laughs> how about look back to your forty-year-old self? Scale of one. And they go, four, five. Yeah. And so when I first started researching my book, I was, you know, in my early mid forties. So I was, and, and, and that's when I met Jerry, who did this study. How old was I? I was probably my mid forties, and uh, and I'm 68 now, and I can verify when I look when I look back at my 40 year old self, there was a ton of stuff I didn't know yet. I I in we learn as we go along. And, and so here's the weird thing. So as we go through life, we learn. And you know, we, we learn. We, we gain wisdom. And we try to pass that wisdom on to our children. Mm-hmm. And um, so one generation is always trying to pass it on. And so today... We have, you know, whether you're, you know, 25, 45, you know, 68 like I am, uh, we, there are generations and generations that have passed their wisdom down onto us. The wisdom is there. It's whether we'll listen to it. I was, I was just teaching a group uh, a couple of weeks ago. It was wonderful because uh, it ranged from, you know, 22-year-olds to, you know, to 70, 82-year-olds. And I was talking, most of them were parents. And I said, you know, it's like with teenagers, it's not just that it goes in one ear and out the other ear, it doesn't even go in. And they're all laughing that knowingly, I know they don't listen to us. But at a break, I was talking to some of the 20-somethings. The and I, I go, well, you know, how do you feel when I said that? And they said, you know, well, A, it's true, but we feel that our parents don't listen to us. Mm. And and that that was one of those things I I filed and you know, yeah, and yeah. I go yeah that's that's great you know, so you know it it's so you know we whether it be uh, you know the if we're older or we have certain experiences or whatever you know we feel that we have you know let me explain to you but no it's it's a two way street and the person 
you know, in many respects, the person with less experience has so much more to offer because what's their perspective? What, you know, um, if I'm giving them the benefit of what I've learned and it's not resonating, well, how come it's not resonating? Mm. It's not like I get to fix them. It's like I, I have to fix. I have to modify my message or how I give it. Yeah, ask more questions. Yeah, good. Um, yeah, and so like that. What I was gonna say is. Um, you were talking a lot about comparisons in the book and well, like, was I? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Or like towards the end of it, what really yeah. struck me and you were saying how, um, the game, the real game's not out there. It's in our heads. Oh well, yeah. I know what you're talking about. Yeah. yeah. And like that part, I think for the Instagram, Facebook world that we're in now, um, I think a lot of people, you know, have that. We have these like pinnacles of success everywhere that we're like bombarded with, um, and so I just thought that was super interesting where that line, especially so it's that, like, stop focusing on the external. I, well, this is one of the, something I want to explain and add some depth to be. This was one of my biggest aha moments in life. Oh, really? Yeah, totally. And, uh, I remember when it was explained to me and, and it's funny. Sometimes you go, Oh my God, that's incredible. And then you realize people have been telling me this for years. It just, it didn't sink in or yeah. it didn't, it didn't hit. I know. It right. Ran. It's so fun. So our, the world, what we consider the world is literally a mirror of our mind. What was, if if we have different backgrounds, we live in different worlds. We perceive it differently. Even if, if you and I were identical twins and, and identical, you know, we, we grew up in a bubble and everything was the same. If we're walking into a room and we both get tapped on our shoulder and someone tells me, hey, Joe, you just won the lottery. My world is it's energized in sunshine. And if someone tells you that your best friend, uh, they just died leaving two children without a father. You're like, oh my God. We live in different worlds because our world is a reflection of what's going on inside our heads. Mm-hmm. Um, if we got into the physics of this, um, you know, we have our five senses. What, what we see and hear and smell is a function of you know, our, the machinery in here. Um, our experiences, you know, if, if a woman has been raped... She's looking at, at, you know, she's looking at men differently than you and I are looking at men. And I've had a lot of conversations, you know, most women have at some time in their life uh, been attacked in some way. In some, uh, you know, there have been unpleasant situations with men. And um, there's a fear that limit, women live in a different world than men. Because they're they're on guard more than we are, and we need to be sensitive to all these things. But once we realize that the world is a reflection of, of what's in our head, if we want to live in a better world, we need to elevate ourselves. We need to open our minds, open our hearts, um, become more aware, understand where all this stuff is, and as we. So one of my favorite examples is if I extend, if I extend my, my hand to you, you'll automatically, you're, 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 you're like, are we doing this? Realize, this is like, this is mind control. I, I was watching your hand, you, you see it moving. You know, yeah, I was like, are we doing this? Can I hold it back? What should I do? No. Um, if we smile at someone, you know, the vast majority of those people will smile back. 
uh, in supermarkets, some, you know, get to the checkout, the, you know, the, the person at the checkout will say to you, you know, how are you doing today? One of those automatic, how are you? Yeah. And I make it a point to sort of pause and say, I'm doing great. How are you? You know, how are you? And, and but it, sincerely, so my inflection will be appropriate to the situation. Um, and, and I do mean it. How, you know, how um, geez, they're packing my bags. I was like, thank you. And um, I've had so many people say, you're the first person who's asked me how I am. So if we just literally exude more love, more compassion towards people, more empathy, they respond in kind. The exact same way you put your hand up, people will extend their hand. Uh, if we want to live in a more loving world, all we have to do is be more loving. That's literally, it's alchemy, it's physics, it's, it's, it works. I think that's a great place to end it. Thanks so much for is coming it, is on, it, is Joe. That we yeah. Drop the mic here. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, like that's a, that it couldn't be a better ending than that. Great. Um, this is fun because we've yeah. only spoken on the phone before. Yeah, yeah. I finally got to meet you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, yeah. I really appreciate you coming on. Um, your book, Elevate: An Essential Guide to Life. Um, it's like it's a it's just an amazing handbook. Thank you. Um, yeah, with just a lot of insights and stuff. I really enjoyed reading it. I reread it this past week. Um, I, I, you honor me. You flatter yeah. me. So really, really enjoy it. And I appreciate you coming on and, and sharing all your wisdom and everything with the listeners. Um, I know they're get a lot out of it. So appreciate it. Thanks, Alex. This is all fun. right. Cool. Thanks y'all so much for listening. I'm going to be doing a giveaway, uh, to give some copies of Joe's book on my Instagram. So you got to follow me on Instagram. If you want the free books, you follow me, you have a chance of winning a $12 book. That sounds like the best transaction in the history of transactions and capitalism. Anyway, guys, I got a lot of big stuff coming up. Um, next episode is with my buddy Lay going balls deep about the transgender life and community. Um, and I don't know if that's a pun or if it's inappropriate, but either way, it's an amazing episode. Um, you guys will love it, I'm sure. Okay. Y'all take care. Have a good week.